Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Of Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Of course, I am Ron Colt, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, the mythical, the magical, the macabre. New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, I think she's with me, all the way from East Bridgewater is the amazing blonde bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Well, good evening. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Yay. <laughs> yes, yes, we are so lucky. I finally returned to the airwaves. I apologize for my absence. What about last week's show? You apologize for that, too? Yes, I apologize for last week's show, even though it's not my fault. But anyways. So what? We are no. sorry about last week's show, folks. There you go. Uh, right. <laughs> fall on your sword. Uh, That's what you have to do. Well, I'll fall on my sword, but, you know. I, it wasn't my studio. Uh, no. That's what you're saying. It certainly wasn't your fault. I was I'm not sure. I'm sure it was my fault. All right. It was Ron's fault. Let's fully blame Ron. No, we had an issue with our live streaming from our server last week, and that's why everybody got a whole bunch of nothing when they tuned in, and I'm so sorry. (laughs) But I am actually loading it as we speak to our video-on-demand server. So if you go to www.ebctv.org, go to our video-on-demand, choose Ghost Chronicles from the playlist, and you'll find us on show number 30. So okay. I hope that will make up for it. Yeah. Do you remember the Hokey Pokey? Uh, yeah. You know, it, it turned me around. That's right. <laughs> yes. What about the Hokey Pokey? I don't know. It just popped in my head. You're weird. Excuse All right? me? You're weird. Uh, Why did the Hokey Pokey just pop into your head? I have no clue. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're still trying to connect with our... Most Reverend Tim Shaw. Uh, Tim, are you there by any chance? Are you there? Can you hear hey. me? Hey! Yeah, I hear you. Fine. We had a little gremlin in my system over here, and I had to do a quick <laughs> do a quick reconnect. But I'm oh. here, I'm here, I'm here. Thank you guys for inviting me on. Hi, oh, Tim. Excellent. Nice to hear you. Hi, how are you? I haven't heard from you in a long time. I I you look fantastic on Skype. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's one of those, you know, pictures you get. What do you call glamour shots? I don't know. Oh, it is uh-huh. not. Stop it. Sure it does. She, she, does, she does that little, you know, with that, what? you know, fixing pictures up. Little oh, you're full, there, of, you're little full of there. crap. Oh, my chest looks too big. Let me shrink my chin. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Oh, there you go. Oh, my boobs are too soft. I'll fix that. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, I never knew you had boobs. Oh, I do. Oh. Man boobs. Don't you? Oh. Yeah, moves. Well, anyways, uh, that picture was taken at WCCM <laughs> at your very own studio. So, uh, <laughs> was that your doppelganger? There'd be no adjustments made. Thank yeah, you. That's what you say. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So you're really blind then. Your right? picture. Oh. oh. Wait a minute. But anyway, Tim, you still with us? I'm still here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, uh, we got off off 
chat the end. So, you know, you've been, you hosted uh, that show on PowerX for a hundred years, and you've got, God, I can't think of the name. I just, all of a sudden, it just popped. The Black, the Black Hat Lounge, I was on the Black oh, Hat Lounge. Oh, my God, how can I right. We were That's what happened. Go on the psychics next door for quite a few years before that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you get old. You forget stuff. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, huh? No, I, meant I, Ron. I meant Ron, not you, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Huh? So, what? Yeah. Do you do you miss do you miss it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, you know what it is is you get into such a grind. You guys know what it is. You get get rid. You know, your guests coming well, on. Some of us know. Well, some of us know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I miss the uh, I miss the interaction. I miss a lot of the fun of it, uh, but I don't miss the amount of time that I had to dedicate to it. And now, yeah. uh, with last year, or so with my mom's passing and taking care of the states and running around and and doing a lot of different things and and the opportunities now that have kind of fallen in my lap, uh, I just don't have time for it. But uh, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Little Ooh, secret. I just love be- secrets. Just between all of us. Uh, the Black Cat Lounge will be coming back. Uh, we're yeah. not sure exactly where. We're probably going to use use our website more than going on a uh, radio network. Really? And uh, yeah, we're going to do that uh, um, to supplement in between the uh, filming that we're doing uh, because that just isn't enough, and I have to abuse myself even more. But I do miss it. I miss the interaction and the interviewing. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that's great news uh, for, you excellent. know, especially. Yeah, excellent. So uh, you've been, I mean, you and I have a lot of the same interests, believe it or not. Yes, we do. Right. You know, we both used to like Marla. Oh. <laughs> I, still, I still like Marla, my little sister. She, she's just, uh, you know, you know, you know, when you get a little sister and. You know, she still likes dancing in cages and clubs with go-go boots and stuff. You know, what, you know what, I don't know. Well, she's, you know from Cali- she's from California, you know. What can I, I know. We're, we're East Coasters here. We're not quite yeah. as crazy as her. Oh, right. on you're going to get such a hex on you. <laughs> oh, oh, deep crap now. She's in the chat. I, I right. never worry because I've got my old witch job buried out there in the backyard. Oh, yeah, you think that's going to save you, huh? Oh, I know it is. I know it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, you know what, if you know what I had to go through to get a witch job, you would, you yeah. would agree yeah, with Yeah, I don't want to know. Yeah, okay, there you go. Marla says <laughs> Tim lies. <laughs> <laughs> Marla, Marla knows me all too well, but Marla also knows that uh, uh, I, have a, I have a few good connections here in the the Western New York and the uh, Canadian Niagara frontier with the Hoodoo and uh, Santeria. Uh, oh, so uh, I think I think I'm well protected. Okay, I, I used to like the Santeria, but it's a little too sweet for me, so I just uh, I switched <laughs> to wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're funny. You're yeah, funny. I know. So, I don't have so, my wine tonight because I'm at work. Oh, that's work. that's. You know where else? You know. It, <laughs> Anyways. It, it, it blanks to be you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, Tim, uh, I, I saw you've been collecting Ouija boards like crazy. How long have you been doing that? Uh, <laughs> you, to be honest with you, about four yeah. months. Yeah, so <laughs> really, really quick. Right. Which is uh, great. I, uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know what happened is I, 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 for whatever reason, one day I decided that I just loved the artwork and I bought 
Mm. I was on eBay, of all places, and I bought one a Raja board, and I absolutely so loved it. And uh, I put the intent out. And, you know, everybody everybody laughs when I say, well, I put an intent out where I'm going to get Ouija boards, and I'm going to get them damn cheap. And uh, <laughs> could because, yes, I am very cheap, and Marla will shake her head yes at that. But, uh, you know, it's funny, because when I put that intent out, it was meant to be. And all of a sudden, I mean, I started getting these beautiful boards. And the earliest board I have is a, a 1911 fold uh, made in Baltimore. And it's warped. It's got warped. And, you know, and I, I'm not one that wants anything that's pristine. I mean, if I'm going to use it, I'm going to use a, a modern one, you know, with the plastic planche. I, I love these. I love these boards for the historic values of it. Uh, it's got a little warpage in there, but it's absolutely gorgeous. But you know, the best part about it is the fact when is I, I go to Paracons and I display them, mm-hmm. and I freak the hell out of a lot of a lot of people because uh, they want to come up to the table. They'll wait for me to go get away from the table before they come over and talk to me about the boards. You know, really? So that, I, that's yeah, oh yeah. I mean, there's so many people that don't equate uh, uh, the board as a tool, just like a recorder is a tool, mm-hmm. and. Right. Uh, you know, if you go and you you create an obsession with either one, you can open the door to a lot of negativity or whatever. Uh, but it's funny because I'm, you know, uh, my my good friend uh, Rosalind Bone. When I had a, uh, uh, I, I I had just bought like one of just a, like an art board, uh, never used. Just a, you know, it's just a wall hanger. And uh, she had stayed at my house when we were at the Paracon up here. And she says, I'm, you know, I got to tell you, I've, I've slept in a lot of strange places but i've never slept in a place that had a ouija board in the wall i said you don't want to know what's underneath the bed because that's where all the rest the rest of the haunted objects that i've removed from places <laughs> ended up underneath the guest bedroom <laughs> guest bed. oh my and she god said she had a good night's sleep so that's all that counts all right I, you know so i mean actually i've acquired a, a couple of those myself uh because they're supposedly cursed and and uh I end up with them, which is okay with me. You know, I'm a, I'm I'm a good with that. Um, you know, you know, you talk about being cheap. That's free, isn't it? That's even the best. <laughs> yeah, I you know I got I got a really nice handmade one by a, a gentleman up here. Uh, uh, he's a hypnotist and a, and a medium, uh, Sebastian Black. Great guy. Uh, you know, just really a super guy. And he was funny. He says, you want this Ouija board? He goes, it's, you know, kind of bad luck. And I said, well, bad luck. That's good. That's my middle name. Okay, I'll take it. (laughs) And and he he was telling me about how his ex-wife burned down the house while the Ouija board was in it. And I said, I don't think, you know, I don't think that had anything to do with the Ouija board. But but he said, I wanted to get rid of it, you know. But it's a beautiful little piece. And uh, uh, I'm so honored that he decided to give it to me. Of course, I did give it a little clearing before I... Before right. I brought it. Uh-huh. There you go. The, funny, the funniest thing is about the boards. You know, a lot of times, because I, uh, I I, haven't had any real success at uh, estate sales. I've picked up one or two, I think, someplace. But mm-hmm. most of the time, uh, people who know, you know, that I really love these boards, they'll contact me. So I'll say, yeah, you know, what do you want for them? I'll, you know, send them some cash or whatever they want or in trade or whatever. And they... And they send me the, the board. Well, a lot of times I'm gone, uh, you know, I'm out traipsing around or I'm out, you know, either in the backwoods looking for Bigfoot or if I'm, I'm at an event like this past weekend, uh, something will come in. And my wife will take a picture of it and send it and, and text it to me. And I'll I'll write her back, whatever, whatever you do, don't open the board. So usually when I come home, the board is in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I have to, I have to go and I, you know, I'll, I'll open it up out there just, you know, just to cleanse it up so there's nothing else that follows them. But I've never had anything really bad happen with a board. It's, you know, I had it spell, you know, spell out a couple swear words years ago. But other than that, no, I've never had anything yeah. bad. Yeah, so, I, I the one I always talk about is when I was on an investigation out in, uh, uh, on, a, on a lighthouse. And uh, in fact, we talked about this last show. Uh, and, but no one heard anyway, so that's okay. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I love about you, Ron. That's great. <laughs> yeah. But the interesting thing about it is, you know, we ended up, we started with Glasswell, and then it, it through Glasswell, it said it wanted to speak to us versus the Ouija board. But he said, we don't have a Ouija board. And then it went pointed right off the edge of the table to a closet. And we opened the closet, and guess what's in there? A Ouija board. Neat. So. They were playing around with the uh, the uh, the Ouija board, and they kept asking for me on it. And I knew right away what the hell was going to go on. But anyway, so eventually, uh, after they had done messing around with it for a while, I went on it. And the, and the first thing it did, of course, it says, you die tonight. You know, so. Uh, Something cheery. You know, yeah, some cheery. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, it, you know, we asked who, you know, because there was. Leslie was doing the boy with me, and, and it spelled out my name, of course, and it says, you died tonight. That was the little message for me. So, actually, it lied, I guess, because I'm still here. Unless, wait a minute, unless I am like a ghost and don't even know it. Yeah, maybe you're not yeah. really here. We're just imagining maybe I don't, you. Maybe I don't know that I'm dead. Maybe we're all gone, and you're the last man on Earth, Ron. There you go. Oh, that's, that's like, a concept right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's the thing though. It's it's so weird because we really don't know about all this paranormal stuff and and all uh, the uh, you know the rules and all what's real and what's not real and you know because you know I've always say that you know we can verify information that a medium gives us, but we can't really positively uh, prove that a medium got that information from a dead person. Exactly. We know they got the information, but we don't know where it came from. So I absolutely it's, agree. Yes. There's, there's so many, there's so many, uh, you know, so many paradoxes and stuff, and the things we have to deal with. But it's all fun, yeah. though, isn't it? You know what? Uh, this weekend was pretty. This past weekend, I was at uh, Randolph Infirmary in uh, uh, Winchester, Indiana, and uh, for a cystic vibro- uh, fibrosis uh, uh, charity event. And so, you know, I, I thought. Damn it! I'm going to go and I'm going to freak some of these people out. Everybody's walking around. They got all, they got all the. I mean, and I and I'll be honest with you. I brought my REM pod, all my other stuff. You know, I packed it all up and schlepped it down there. And I said, you know, I've got the, I got all these boards, and I've got one. I got a uh, French Canadian board. Oh yeah, I see those. Yeah, they're they're nice. You know, I really do like them. And they want too much money for them right now, though. Ah, uh, no, I didn't. I I got it for like five bucks, I think. That's a good price. Oh. Go ahead, carry on, carry on. <laughs> but, so I went and uh, uh, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna go and instead of doing the the normal shtick that most uh, paranormal people do, I'm gonna talk about the board and we're gonna talk about energy and talk about the board and stuff. And so we're on the first floor of this place and we're in this room, and I got two uh, uh, volunteers to work the board. Can there are some people that wouldn't come in the room? I mean, they were they would they hung way out there. Yeah, really? wow. yeah, not come in there. And I'm thinking to myself, you're a paranormal investigator, isn't that what you're supposed right. to be? You know, but I, you know what? I don't judge. Go and if you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. So we get, you know, I I kind of walked the girls, these the two ladies, right through everything and explained it to them. 
And it started slow, and then it just started to really, it spit out all this information. Name, dates, age uh, that the person was in this in this facility, the whole thing. And I was like, wow, holy cow. It, it must have probably, it probably, it probably spun for about, I would say, at least 30 minutes. Really neat information. So cool. time, time's up and everybody's doing the switcheroony. So next, the next place I'm heading is in, the, is in the basement. So I have a brand new group and I do my 50 cent spiel about, you know, energy and how everything works and how the board works, you know, and, you know, you really shouldn't be worried about it unless you are not a really nice person. There's blah, 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 blah. So wouldn't you know it? I asked the same. We had, I had the, the, the one person who was in control of the board ask the same questions. Do you know almost 90% of all the answers were exactly the same from different people on a different floor? That was yeah. amazing to me. I have never had that happen before. I've never had, you know, names spelled almost exactly. I mean, everything was really tight. So, uh, uh, I, you know, I've got quite a renewed interest in it. I hadn't, I haven't worked with one in years. I, 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 I do the automatic writing planchet, which oh, yeah. predates. Yeah, I love it. Predates the Ouija board, mm-hmm. and I love those. And I've got two. I got one that's made in England, and one I made myself. And uh, and why did I make it myself? I am cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, I am. I am. I scoured the internet looking how to build one, and oh. I went to Harbor Freight and got two wheels for fifty cents and a. And a uh, a cheap uh, cabinet enclosure to hold the pencil, and I went to I went to a lumber or a, a, uh, like like a Home Depot, and there was some some cut off wood, you know, some really nice uh, 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 walnut veneered uh, uh, plywood, and the guy gave it to me for free. Nice. And, <laughs> oh, it was it is absolutely great, and that thing just took off just like when I was a kid uh, when I first started using them back in like the late sixties, early seventies, and. It, it was. I loved working with them. I think. I think they're just a lot of fun, and they're really a neat way of working. And once you start getting used to that, you put your hands on the board, and the board just comes alive. So that that was. You know, it's just a lot of fun. I like I say, I took a lot of stuff with me, and I freaked out a lot of people. But the, the real hardcore people were coming over, going, "Wow, wow." <laughs> past Cincinnati (laughs) you know oh you made it past Columbus and nothing happened I said I can go I can go into the worst section of my city with those boards and I will have nothing happen to me (laughs) Uh, I know right no one wants to come near near you Tim I have a question for you yes and you talked about when you get these boards and you don't know you know what's associated with them and you say you clear them out I'm sure some people who are listening would be interested in knowing how to do how you do that. Oh, sure. Just send twenty five dollars in the board, and he'll fix it for you and send it right back. Take care. Yeah, no problem. Basically, you know, I'm going to be totally honest with you. It's uh, I'm I'm a energy guy, so I mean, I believe one hundred percent in in pure intent, and I believe that you can clear those boards just with the intention. I mean, and, and I vocalize because of the fact that. You know the Svengali thing with the, you know, the, you know, subliminally and telepathically sending this stuff out. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's there. But I, I believe in old-fashioned voice vibration. I believe that that's pretty strong. So I go out and I just basically say, hey, uh, you know, anything that's attached to this board that's negative has to go. I don't want you in my house. You're not allowed in my house. And you know, because I'm a big borders and control guy because of mediumship and my training with the uh, spiritualist churches, mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
I will I will say that I do cross cross religious lines uh, because I do uh, sometimes I'll sprinkle it with a little holy water. Sometimes I use uh, Florida water from you know my friend at the he's at the Santeria shop, uh, and I just anoint it and. That's it. I bring it in the house. You know, I mean, I know people that sage them. I know people that say uh, uh, prayers of exorcisms over there and douse them in holy water. I mean, the bottom line is, is if you're if you believe you're in control, you're in control. It's it's that, uh, you know, you don't believe 100 percent, 100 percent that you're protected or something is, you know, is cleared. It's not going to work. And that's where a lot of people kind of, make, you know, miss the boat. They're 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 afraid of it. And. Uh, See, that's Tim. That's that's the thing that uh, you know. In our book, Ghost Chronicles, we we bless all our stuff with holy water because you know, Marie and I were both Catholics, and, and we believe it. And they say, "Well, it doesn't make any sense." You know, what if the ghost was Muslim or Jewish and everything? It, it, and you hit it right on the nose. It's all about the intent. It's exactly. you know, you're in control. It's not whatever else is. Sorry, I. Well, I've only been—I've only had one attachment in my entire life, and I've been doing this for a long time. And I've, even as like I was about like sixteen or seventeen, I, I attended my first spirit rescue circle, and you know, uh, I've been in some pretty nasty houses. Don't get me wrong; uh, I've been in some nasty situations, but only got an, uh, uh, you know, a, an attachment once, and that's because of my own ego, because I thought I was the best thing out there since sliced bread. And, uh, and the other Not thing sure. is. No, far from it, far from it. But I, uh, uh, what happened was it was a Native American case, and it was on a reservation, and we, they may have had senders, they may not have had senders, they may have had, it might have been a false face, you know, mask, medicine mask uh, uh, situation where they did, the grandfather died and they didn't honor the mask. But anyway, it, it's, it's a traditional thing. So I, 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 I got this thing, and it, it bothered me. And I mean, a lot of people, there's a lot of little personality changes, little quirks, stuff moving around in the house, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, I kind of realized it, and I pulled myself off the case, and it stopped. And it totally stopped. And, you know, I mean, you know how sometimes negativity, an intelligent negative in- entity will target someone who's trying to help these people. But uh, I, I wouldn't abandon him. I, uh, a good friend of mine, Meg, Mike Bestine, is an Algonquin, uh, uh, is an Algonquin elder, and he's one of the last of the wisdom keepers. And uh, he lives here in uh, Western New York. He's a good friend of mine, and I go to him for so much, you know, so much advice. And he was funny because he goes, "Yeah, no, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of the whole thing." And he says, "Well, here's the thing, though. Don't ever ask me about it again." And uh, he looked at me and he said, listen, he goes, here's a little bit of advice for you. It doesn't matter what you believe. It's what they believe, meaning what the client believes mm-hmm. that, you know, is so important. So when you're when you are working in, in these negative situations, you're your whole you're mostly working with people who have lost that have given over power. And it's your job to empower them back in order to go and, and for them to face what's going on. And when you start doing that and you start empowering them and they understand that they can be control this stuff or they can say to get out of my way or or whatever, that's that's what happens. How many times have you guys gone to a clearing? You know, you did your thing, got naked, danced around fire with a dead chicken. Oh, I'm the only one that's fine. But anyway, how many times have you gone to a, to gone to a clearing and you clear the house and it is so calm and it's beautiful and you you can feel it so great. 
And then three days later, they're calling you up. All hell breaks loose. You know, stuff flying across the, right, <laughs> across the walls and, and, you know, growls in the middle of the night. It's because the people were not empowered properly. So education is, not, you know, pretty much 90% of the, of the battle. And the actual ritual, when you start talking about, like, you know, uh, uh, when you start using uh, holy water or Florida water or, or bells and sage and all that, a lot of that is a ritual that actually when you break down what a ritual is, it's a prayer. You break down what a prayer is, it is a focused intent. And that's what you're doing. And sometimes by this mere action of blessing a house with holy water or whatever, you're reinforcing those people's uh, uh, you know, empowerment that they are back in control, and that's that's the whole bottom line that, that I see. It. Of course, I mean we got you know temporal possessions and you know really bad stuff like that. That's that's a little different. But we're talking about you know something that might be a little negative or clearing like a uh, an antique that you might have you know brought in and might be uh, suspecting that you know something negative is attached to it. Mm, right. Yeah, I, I do all that just to scare the crap out of the demons. <laughs> <laughs> what um, what's what's Florida water? You don't know? I do not Florida, know. Back, oh, back in the day, Florida water was highly uh, uh, used in uh, voodoo and, and Santeria uh, uh, rituals because it's a perfume. It's like a perfume. And oh. what you do is you want to go and you want to give the, the entity, the deity or whatever, you want to give them uh, a, a sacrifice. You want to give them something that is of high value. And this and perfume itself. <laughs> It you know back in those days were it was very scarce so that's what you want to do, you know it's yeah. like uh, it's funny I have I've been studying a lot of uh, uh, Santa Muerte the uh, uh, the full saint of uh, drug dealers and talk no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because uh, it, you know it's almost like the false face mask if you don't honor it in a proper way uh, it can get pretty cantankerous and. And my friend, Witch Doctor and Two, from up in uh, Guelph, Canada. So you're uh, going to have to hold your thought right there because we oh, have to take oh, a break. Oh, oh they tuned to what that Witch Doctor was thinking or something. So <laughs> well, listen to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick and our very special guest, the Reverend Tim Shaw. We'll be right back on Tojinet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, Astronet, and maybe even the Ghost Box. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. 
Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Reverend Tim Shaw. Hello there. Hi. <laughs> just before the break, we were just about to find out about what this witch guy was going to say. Oh, uh, and a good friend of mine. Well, first of all, Marla, my little sister Marla Brooks, uh, sent me a uh, an effigy statue of uh, uh, Santa Muerte, which is the female version of the Grim Reaper. And uh, so that was, that was I thought, was a very, very appropriate gift for me. Did and, you model it? Well, you know, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Does it look you know, like a... The damn, well, yeah. You know, she, doesn't, there, it, there, doesn't it? There are some definite uh, similarities there, yeah. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, uh, my friend, uh, Witch Doctor, too, he's, uh, uh, he puts on the Canadian Conjure Camp uh, encampment up in... Uh, uh, outside of Guelph every year, he gifted me with uh, uh, one that uh, uh, was handmade. And uh, you got to make sure you go and you go and uh, honor it. And I always just splash a little, a little Florida water every day on the, or whenever I'm in my office to, you know, just to renew it. And I, I, I do that out of respect. You know, you just got to do it. It's like the American, like I say, the the, uh, uh, the you know the uh, false face healing masks, medic- uh, medicine masks. Uh, they're made for, you know, healing uh, ritual. But the problem is, is that if you don't honor them, if you don't actually blow uh, smoke of the sacred tobacco connect into the nostrils or and uh, uh, rub corn mush into the mouth, uh, they can get content- pretty cantankerous and uh, <laughs> uh, they can get pretty nasty. And it's 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 a neat thing. Uh, I I love you know I mean I you know anybody else out there in the world would tell me a story like that and I'd go yeah okay uh, you got you've been in the peyote haven't you but uh, <laughs> uh, you know I mean when he tells me when Mike Bestine tells me about it or or Utu tells me a little about uh, uh, you know the traditions I take them pretty seriously and in my office I mean I do have a little altar set up with Santeria candles and and uh, Santa Muerte in here and few other little effigies jesus and father you know uh, father nelson baker who's on the fast track of uh, being a roman catholic saint so i'm, I'm kind of eclectic in my in my in That's my good. worship so what you really need there uh, uh mr tem is is a bottle of van helsing special special spray because oh. That's what he's missing, right, Ann? Oh, yeah. You and for get those, that stuff. yes, and for those who might not, we put know, that stuff and, on everything. No. <laughs> that's right. It, ta- it tastes better with Van Helsing special rate. No, but it's, it's, a, it's a it's a clearing, uh, smudging spray. It's a combination of holy water and uh, uh, liquid sage and Jack Daniels. And uh, 
I have some right here in my office. It's a very attractive package, isn't it? It comes with uh, St. Michael's Prayer printed on it and and even a blessed silver cross on it. Uh, So smells nice. Smells nice. You've got it all. Spray it around my office right now. Maybe I keep spraying it at Russ, but he keeps coming back. Yeah, I know. That's sad. It doesn't work work on the living, only the dead. And uh, and of course, that's available from uh, Positively Brilliant, uh, our good friend Leslie. Uh, yes. Auden's website. So, anyways, Tim, enough with the commercial. <laughs> There's never enough time for commercials. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, I've always been fascinated with what you do, especially in your work with the Spiritualist Church. And and I, and I was uh, speaking to Jeff Belanger, and, and he told me all about this trumpet you have. Now, have you ever had any luck with the trumpet? You know, I'll tell you what, it, with, with the trumpets, you've got to work with them a lot. You've got to work with them every day. You've got to, your vibration has got to really anneal with that trumpet. Uh, I, back in the day, of course, I mean, I've seen them come off the, I've seen them come off the tables, uh, and I've heard whispers come out of them. Uh, again, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty skeptical because I grew up in the last of the age of spiritualist fraud. You know, so I'm very, very skeptical. I do know a couple people that really, some old timers that are just unbelievable with the trumpets. Even I can't, if, if they're if they're faking, I can't figure out how, it, how they're doing it. But with my particular trumpet, we were working uh, at the, uh, at a spiritualist church that I was, that I was serving the pulpit at. And uh, there was, a, you know, a bunch of us, you know, I think there was six, eight of us there. And we had the trumpet on its side on a table. And, of course, you know, it was just a card table. And the card table started dancing around and rolling around. And the trumpet never fell off. And, I mean, this thing was really starting to move, you know. (laughs) Old, fat, bald guy shouldn't be, like, running around tables like that, you know. (laughs) Right. Especially naked. Well, you know. God. That's a story for another time. But, uh, you know, they start to jump and everything. And it quieted down. So we grabbed our chairs, pulled them back in. And we heard a whirring, like a shoom, shishoom, shishoom. And it, felt, it, it really sounded like something was inside it. And it was going around and around the inside of the, the trumpet. And then I heard a little drop. And we stopped, and there was nothing in there. But I know a woman. Oh, I take that back. I don't know the woman because she just passed on not too long ago. But uh, she was a teacher of mine. And uh, uh, she had had a piece of quartz that actually uh, uh, aported and materialized inside. So I just, the biggest problem is is that it's so hard for me to uh, dedicate the time to do a weekly training session, a weekly uh, uh, demonstration. So uh, uh, I've had it put off to the side. But yeah, I, I've had it where it's pretty, I, actually it's a, it's a, what they call a professional traveling trumpet. It's a, uh, it, it looks like a, one of those old time hearing aids, except it's straight. It's not one of those curly Q ones. Yep, and uh, there, it's it's in actually four pieces. Oh, and when you first start out with them, you use only the top. You have the, the lightest, smallest piece you have there, and uh, we've had, I've had it actually tip. Uh, I've had it uh, scrape a little bit, but uh, nothing like that one time. Uh, it it really it's like any other tool that you work with. You have to really work with it, and and as everybody knows, physical phenomena is not the. Uh, I'll say you have to really be your you have your your entire physical and spiritual and mental makeup has got to be just right for it. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it it really. I know people that have worked with it 
we're worked with the trumpet for 20 years and never had anything happen. And I know a couple of people that sat down and four weeks later, they, they started getting, you know, the, the whispered voices coming out that they recorded. So, uh, yeah, that's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a hit and miss thing. But like I tell all my students, everybody's good at something. And as, a, as an instructor, it's my job to figure out what they're good at and then expound upon it until they get the confidence that they can move on or, or uh, really blossom into another part, you know, another modality. And physical phenomena is probably one of the most toughest ones. To, and, uh, you know, that's the interesting because I'm so enthralled by physical mediumship. And, and of course, I started the uh, VC Park uh, Red Light Seance Circle uh, just for that. And right. And it, it was difficult to start with because, you know, I do have medium, we've had medium sit in and so forth. And it's so easy to go into mental mediumship and, and we have yes. to explain that's not what we're here for. And we're, we're trying to connect with spirit on the other side that will work with us in strictly physical mediumship. We still get messages too, don't get me wrong, but uh, we have had some decent results with it. Uh, so it's a thing that does, like you said, take a long time to develop. And we've been doing this well over a year now, and we have some uh, amazing results already. So I'm excited about it. But, but physical mediumship is just a, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just an amazing thing to see for yourself. It is. Now, probably one of the most amazing things I've ever seen was Richard, uh, uh, Reverend Richard Schuler from New Jersey. He was up. Uh, he was up here at the Lilydale Assembly, and uh, I, you know what, I had seen Transfiguration back when I was a kid, so I don't know yep. if it was real or not. And Transfiguration is where uh, the medium will go and, uh, with spirit's help, generate ectoplasm. The ectoplasm turns into a mask, and the mask goes over the medium's face, and it changes the appearance. And when you have a larger seance, a larger crowd, people are encouraged to yell out what they're seeing. Exactly. Uh, and I, I got to tell you what, uh, I walked in there, I had visine for my eyes. I was all set to just say this is, you know, even me having grown up with the religion, having gone and, you know, and, and seen all these crazy things that I've seen over the years, I'm going to disprove this. And, you know, I sat there and... You know, Reverend Schuler has is, is got a shaved head like mine. He's, he doesn't have a, a beard or anything. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there, and you start seeing hair appear. The Hell. nose will elongate. The chin changes. You see you see uh, uh, the face change from male to female. And mm -hmm. it, it's amazing because you actually see it. And then probably 10, 12 seconds later, somebody shouts out, I see their hair. I see this. I see that. Uh. And eyes will open up and look back and forth and uh, I, I somebody actually uh, felt that one of the uh, faces that appeared was like his grandfather and he oh. filled out an affidavit for him it, 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 it's an incredible thing uh, I've seen like where they take the you know people go in the dark room and put the uh, flashlight underneath their chin oh yeah <laughs> people stare and oh my I'm god I'm so scared faithful <laughs> change no that's not the way it works this was done in a slightly darkened room in front of probably 60 people with two um, photographic uh, darkroom red lights shining on him. And what was so neat is, like the old days, they had two mediums on each side that acted as batteries, you know, for, for energy to be focused into them and then into him. And he actually had one of the last of the... Uh, 
like uh, uh, spirit cabinets. But in this case, instead of a wooden one, he actually used like a small canvas tent that would harness all this energy and, and, and mix it all up and be able to go and, and, and produce this ectoplasm. It was, without a doubt, the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my life. And uh, I, I, I was shocked. I mean, I was just shocked. And, and I thought it was wonderful. I just thought it was a... Uh, uh, I, I, to me, it reinforced and validated a lot of the stuff that I had, you know, been experiencing. You know, uh, the production of ectoplasm. I've had that happen, and uh, that's when I've been interesting. I've been was that. Oh, it's, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. I had six people. I, I was sitting in church, and uh, you know, during a meditation, and you know, uh, you know, with students, and I had something happen to me, and it's, and I swear it was like my one of my guides. Uh, materializing, and I brought six people over to stick their hands into what was like just just a little cotton candy, like pixelated type thing, and they put their hand in there, and they could feel like like cotton candyish, you know. But there's something there. But there were six people that actually felt that. That's and, amazing. <laughs> you know that that's the neat stuff. And even when I was up up at Hinsdale, the old Hinsdale house here in Western New York, that they featured on uh, Paranormal Lockdown the first season. Uh, it was, you know, I, saw, I looked down there and I saw, I saw what looked like a teenage girl, and when she disappeared, you know, I turned around and she was gone. There's no way that she could have got away from me. I, just no way, no way. Uh, not out in those farm fields. There's just no way she could have done it. So, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of crazy, crazy stuff, but Reverend Schuler's transfiguration uh, just blew me away. It just, you know, just it, that's the only way I can say it. it. Just blew me away. I've never, I've never seen anything like that. You know what's so funny, Tim, is because when I first started doing this, I didn't believe in mediums. I thought they were all charlatans. And I ran into Maureen Wood. And Maureen happens to be a, a trans medium. And she does transfiguration. And it, you don't have to be like, she doesn't have to be in a dark room or anything else. I no. mean, we, we, we went to sign with our, uh, our, uh, our book uh, person there, we're, oh, agent, in Georgia. And we, we went on a little investigation at daytime, went to a historic house. And her agent had just barely met us and everything else, and we were in there, and her face totally transfigured in, in broad daylight in a, in a, you know, just a historic house, but she totally transfigured, totally became someone else. Her voice this, changed and everything else. It's amazing this, shit. This, this darkness stuff, it's, it's, a, it's a load of crap. It's, it's such crap. You know, mm -hmm. you, you guys know, you can, some of the best evidence that you're going to, you're gonna ever get is during the day. Some of the yeah. some of the most amazing stuff. First time I saw a spirit, the very first time it was six o'clock at night in my mother's house. We were filming in uh, oh god, what was it? oh Fort Mifflin in Philadelphia, ten thirty in the morning. We were doing a uh, I think a, oh yeah, we were doing a pilot for Spike TV, and yeah. you know TV, you know you know you're you're on five minutes for the whole day, and the rest of the day you're wandering off someplace. And <laughs> And a friend of mine and I, the two of us that were on the show, we went and we were doing an EVP session away from everybody. And 10, 10, 10 30 in the morning, we get the clearest EVP I've ever heard in my life. Get the F up. I mean, <laughs> I love that. And, and we went and we, but the best part was, of course, we brought it to the director saying, oh, my God. And he's going, did it just say get the F out? I said, yeah, that's what it says. Really? It's like, dude, you film for National Geographic. You're out in the woods with pygmies. <laughs> this yeah. is this is the real thing. This is the real thing here, guy. And at the end, they never used it. They never used it for a broadcast. Aww. They opted for some, uh, made up some made up stuff to make uh, 
uh, and I'm not I hate go who it that. was, but to make a a ringer, the star, uh, an actor, uh, you know, look much better. So yeah. But thankfully, thankfully, I never prayed so hard for a uh, for a show for a pilot not to go in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I prayed for that. You know, the, the one thing, you know, we, we going back to the, the red light thing, that's what we did, is is that we, we even do it around a table. So we have table, a lodge table, so we have table movement as well. And you can you can tell when it, like a different spirit will come through because the, the movement of the table will change. You'll get definitely different. You can feel almost yes. feminine or male energy, or you can feel total personalities is different. So it, that... You can also, you can also feel... Uh, if the spirit is old or younger, because the, for me, the finer the spirit, the longer it's been around, uh, the more coarse this energy feels, uh, the younger the spirit is. And it's kind of weird the way that works, because uh, you know you'll get that you get that rush. And and the whole thing that we try to go for is to have mutual physical phenomena experiences where people exactly. were more than one person. Because let's let's face it, and this past weekend I had a lot of people yelling, Oh my God, there's a shadow person and by the time I get my fat rear end around, I look <laughs> over there and there's nothing there. But yet I mean I up in, in all honesty, I saw quite a few of them at Randolph, which kinda shocked me. But uh you know, I mean, what you need is to have an experience that is witnessed by more than one person because it is so important to be able to, because we can't go and scientifically document this thing through scientific methods, we can't go in most cases can't photograph it. or So the only thing we have left is is belief and, and experience. And if you experience. get people, and optimal, I'd love to have about five people being able to go and witness this thing. Uh, you know, that's what you want. That's what you hope for. And when I do seance, that's what I push. I, I push that out there and I make it known that this is what I want. I, if, if you could, Spirit, if you can get at least half the participants, if you can do something and they can either hear you, feel you, or see you, then I will think that this is such a success. And, and the interesting Absolutely. thing, uh, Tim, too, is that, you know, just because there's a medium there doesn't mean that the spirit has to go through that medium. I Absolutely. mean, for instance, if it, it was a male medium and and this the spirit was one that, of a woman that was abused, she might be more comfortable going through uh, some woman that's that's at the table, or or you know, if it's a, a woman that you know that lost her daughter, there might be a woman there that looks like her daughter, so she might be more you know. Uh, custom to go through her or, or more exactly. apt to go through her so we try to get everybody involved and and it, it, that's the thing they have to just you know whatever it is just let it come out and see that's the important thing it's 100 percent. you're doing it you're hitting the nail right on the head because now i was taught more of a victorian where the you have one person that acts as a battery and one yep. person that acts medium. as yep. a medium well that's all fine and dandy but when you're working in a in a, in a, in, a, in a, either a home circle or your red light stands, yeah, you have somebody that works as a battery. You have someone that is in control of the seance. However, I always make sure that I open that table up. I tell people before it starts uh, that I will at one t at one point say, if you have a message, if you feel spirit is going to work through you. Now is the time to do it. Let's do this. Now is the time for sharing. Be you know. And I mean, the people that come, you know, that come through the validation 
that you know you get it from one person to another person yeah 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 and they'll describe the exact same like uh, mental image in their head or, or voice or whatever that I sit there and that just always amazes me so you're doing it 100% right uh, this see you know what I, what I what bothers me with a lot of religions of course I mean you know how I am about religion religion was created by man true spirituality is created as a covenant between God and man and a lot of times the religions will go and put strict dogma, strict rules and regulations on what you're doing. And if you're going to work within the middle, which I had, which is probably why, you know, I chafed a lot when I was working in some of these churches. And that's the only way that they know. It's the only way that they were taught. And that's the only way that you're supposed to do stuff. If you, if you, you know, kind of walk away and kind of wander off that, that path, well, then now you're not doing it right. You're, you know, you know, you're corrupting it, blah, blah, blah. But what I found is that if you go and you're working with it and you've got a good base and you're opening it up, you're letting everyone, they don't have to be mediums, but everybody's a medium anyway. Everybody's a psychic anyway. And all of a sudden, everything starts to flow through and it may not go through just a medium. It's going to go through somebody else at the table. That is what we want. We want to be able to go and share that experience and let people go and get a little taste of it because... In the controlled seances that I work in, the way I do it, nine out of ten times, you get somebody new that has this experience, they are like totally hooked. They they want to learn more, and that is, isn't that what we're here for? Isn't that like aren't we all supposed to be like you know like like all three of us who are you know have radio shows or we're out you know in the public or you know doing whatever? Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Trying to go and either lead by example or get people to think and question and maybe experiment and demonstrations more. I mean, that's the way I, that's, that's the way I feel. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with you is that, and I think you and I are, are alike in a lot of ways and that we're not, we're not restricted by, uh, you know, rules yes. or, or laws. That sounds awful. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, wait a minute. I'm not, this is Let me rephrase. Yeah, wait, wait to see me and Ron Sutter Erlich going down the road. Yeah, uh, big chunk. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. And, the and, wild and that, yeah, baby. You know, just because it's always been done that way doesn't mean necessarily that that's the only way yeah. it can be done. There may be a better way. We just haven't done it yet. Exactly. That's exactly it. I agree. But it's all fascinating stuff, and uh, as, as I said, the, especially the spirituals. Now, wait a minute. I have to ask you: Have you seen the new Houdini and uh, Doyle on Fox? Love it, love it. I know it's fantasy, but I love it. I can't help. I just, I just love it. Yeah, I do too. And I, I, I like. I get the. That's what it is. It's the yin and the yang. You have got, you got trying to solve things, but you still have belief, and it, it's all great stuff. As, as long as you're open-minded, and, that, and that's the problem yeah. with with a lot of the stuff that we do. You seem to be uh, – people seem to be one way or the other. They don't seem to be in that middle ground where they're, they're you know, open-minded, it, it, and it's difficult. I agree, and we have to be seekers out there. We have to be out there, and we have to be, we have to be able to walk into that gray area willingly. And mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've – you know, I mean – I, we've heard stuff, we've heard knockings, and we've disproved it. We've uh, heard voices and that sort of thing, we've disproved it. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, natural, you know, was going on. And, yeah, you're disappointed, and you're kind of downright pissed off sometimes, mm-hmm. but 
if you're if you're a truth seeker, if you're a seeker, that's the whole thing. Let's go back to the drawing board. Now we're going to get excited again because now we're going to try it a different way. Now we're going to be able to go and we're going to be able to seal this off. We're going to be able to do this properly. Uh, we're going to really look for any kind of inclusions or anything. Now is that, and, and you know, I mean, what? You're, you're disappointed for a day. You're excited for the week, the whole entire week before you go back because of the fact you're going to try something different. We're going to do this. And that's what it's fun. That, that's where, that's right. where the, the, the true joy comes from. And the important thing is to be truthful, and that's that's really the key. It's just like, you know, yeah. some people have something, and they'll they'll either in their own mind they'll explain it away right away, but you're supposed to report it. That's what we are. We are the witness, so we're here to witness everything and to report everything that we've seen, and then we can take a look at it and see, okay, what was this? Exactly. Maybe this was this or that. But you've got to do that original bit, which is reporting everything and and sometimes in our own beliefs and uh, we dismiss things very quickly without you know getting it out there so that maybe there was a little bit more to that but we just dismissed it so easily we missed an opportunity exactly but on the flip side you have people that are showboaters too that you know uh will will go and and blatantly lie in order to draw attention to themselves that's where that's where having that critical eye is so important. You have to really be careful. And but the the whole secret is is when you're working, you're working séance, and you're going to work, you know, in a in a home circle. Oh my goodness! Yes. <laughs> I kind of like that myself. Yes. Yeah, that's, 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 very well, that's pizza the, from the dead. Yep, yeah, pizza <laughs> from the dead. So, anyways, when you're working in a home séance. Well, what you want to do is you want to make sure that the people that you work with are trusted people, people that you, one hundred percent believe will not be uh, contaminating or showboating or lying and that way in that becomes a controlled atmosphere and you're able to go and anything that happens you can record it and you can really you know be able to share it right that's the, the other important thing is to record everything and uh, red light seances are all recorded audibly and videobly so that we have something we go back on so anyways Tim we're just about out of time if somebody wanted to get uh, learn more about you and, and get, a, get a, in touch with you. How could they do that? Well, the new, uh, if anybody wants to know a little bit more about me, you can go to uh, www.seanthomasproductions.com. That's our little uh, video, uh, uh, our new little video studio that we're working with. Uh, and we have a little show called Curiosity that I'm producing uh, and uh, doing all the tech stuff for. I'm not even on there. My friend Eric is actually the host. But uh, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can come and just directly write me uh, to blackcatlounge1 at yahoo.com or look me up on Facebook because you too can be one of my 4,500 plus friends. <laughs> and, everyone, and every one of them are my closest friends. Uh, even, even the naked ones? The naked ones, that's, that's on a whole different, that's on a whole different Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how many requests you do, seriously, how many requests you get from somebody that's like, you know, they send you this and they got, you know, their boobs hanging out or whatever. It's like, that's the bad I'll, thing about Facebook. No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the bad part is. And, you know, I mean, I'm married 34 years and I go to some events and, you know, I mean, I'm out there working my, working, working my, uh, whatever I, my mojo that I'm working and uh, you know you're out there, you know, and all of a sudden I'm sitting in I'm sitting in a motel room with a with you know with a with a with a pizza and some beer, watching Law and Order at ten o'clock at night. And I'm getting a knock on the door. I you know. Uh oh, there's oh, our music. No. We gotta go. I'm go, 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 go,
So tune in next time when we find out what happened when we get some tickets <laughs> knocked on the door. Nothing Thanks, happened. Tim. You have a great, <laughs> you have a great night. Love you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Good night, Tim. Good night. God bless. Take care. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good love.